You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome into my basement here on the south side of Chicago. My name is Chris Lanuti. My buddy Dave joins me each and every week, and we do socks in the basement. But each and every day, while the current health crisis continues and Major League Baseball is at a standstill, we bring you White Sox simulated baseball right along the schedule, available in the morning, and ready for you when you wake up. Listen to in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, whenever you're ready for a ball game in about 90 minutes. It's Saturday, April 11th, 2020, and the Chicago White Sox host the Twins for their second of three games this weekend. Yesterday, the White Sox ripped the cover off the ball, winning 9-0 behind a great performance by Dylan Cease. Today, the 8-5 White Sox go for win number two in the series against the 10-4 Twins. Devin Smeltzer, 0-0 with a 6.48 earned run average against Gio Gonzalez, 1-0 with a 4.50 ERA. As Josh Donaldson, the hottest hitter in Major League Baseball leading in multiple categories, takes on Tim Anderson and the Chicago White Sox. T.A. with seven stolen bases this season. The guy right behind him in the league leader category, Luis Robert with six. Let's go out to guaranteed rate field right now. White Sox, Twins, next on Sox in the Basement. Welcome to Guaranteed Rate Field on the South Side for day baseball between the Minnesota Twins and the Chicago White Sox. Simulated with MLB The Show 20 and brought to you by Sox in the Basement and Cork and Carey at the park at the corner of 33rd and Princeton. Right now would be a great time to go on Grubhub and order some Cork and Carey at the park. Gio Gonzalez will pitch for the White Sox today. This is his third start. He's 1-0 with a 4.50 earned run average over 12 innings, 10 hits, 8 walks, 12 strikeouts with a 1.50 whip. Luis Araz hitting 314 and coming off of a terrible defensive effort that contributed to the White Sox big offensive output will lead off for the Minnesota Twins. The pitch from Gonzalez, 0-1 inside strike taken and this game is underway. Lefty against lefty right now, James McCann catching today for Yasmani Grandal, giving him a day off. McCann was expected to at least catch in one game this series. Next pitch is chopped to second base. Danny Mendick bobbles, throws the first, and gets the runner barely. He knocked it down, kept it in front of him, and was able to make the play. That'll go down 4-3, and there's one out here in the top of the first inning for Byron Buxton. Against lefties, he moves from being the nine-hitter in the lineup to the two-hitter for the Minnesota Twins, and he's hitting 315. Gonzalez into the wind. High fastball taken for a strike. Gio had a really nice outing last time out. And the thing that struck us here at Sox in the Basement is that he got stronger as the game went on. Seemingly, he needed like 80 practice pitches. And then he was lights out through 113 of them. Eric Summersgill is the home plate umpire today as Buxton takes strike two. 0-2 count, one out, top of the first. Gonzalez to Buxton. Outside, taken for a ball, one and two. 60 degrees, partly cloudy. Five-mile-an-hour winds blowing in from right field to left field straight across. Gonzalez delivers. Inside, taken for a strike, strike three. 
Byron Buxton never took the bat off of his shoulders, and Gio Gonzalez has his first strikeout of the game. And Nelson Cruz steps in with three home runs, hitting 327. Gonzalez goes to work. Inside, taken for a ball and a changeup. Cruz has 16 hits so far on the year, and that's third on his own team. Outside, changeup taken for a ball, 2-0. Both were close, both missed. Gonzalez checks the sign, the pitch. Inside and high in the zone for a strike, 2-1. Gio trying to work quickly here to kick off the game. Inside swung on for a strike, 2-2 two two the count. Right in on the hands of Cruz, who swung underneath the next pitch outside taken for a ball. That was a four-seam fastball that just missed. 3-2. Dylan Cease blinked the Twins yesterday through seven. Kelvin Herrera came in and finished it off for the shutout. The pitch. Outside, borderline call. They're going to call that a ball. And Cruz gets the free pass and goes down the first base. As I was mentioning, Cork and Carey at the park is still delivering great food. And they're using Grubhub. Go get all the details either at the Grubhub app or go direct to corkandcarryatthepark.com. Support a local business, a Southside institution, that will have its doors open and welcome you back the moment that life returns a little bit closer to normal. Inside pitch to Miguel Sano, taken for a ball, 1-0. Gonzalez tosses into McCann, four-seam fastball high and outside, ball two. 2-0 two the count. Good crowd out here today. Beautiful day, 60 degrees. Quick turnaround for the White Sox, who played last night against these Twins. This one is flared out into left field, curving towards the pole. Get out of play. It does. If it had not gone foul, it was a two-run home run. Goes down the third baseline foul. This one is chopped up the middle for a base hit. Robert comes in and scoops it and gets it into Anderson. So after two quick outs, the Twins are in business here early with two on and two out as their three and four hitters reach base. And now Mitch Garver steps in, batting fifth. Inside fastball taken for a ball. 1-0. Gonzalez did not like the call. He stared in at the umpire. He gets back up on the mound. The 261 Garver awaits this next pitch. Swung on, and it's going to be a base hit falling in front of Robert. He's going to come up throwing to home. There will be a play at the plate. It's cut off by Abreu to hold the runner from second to third. Not enough on it for Luis Robert. Abreu realized that as it started bouncing in the infield grass next to the pitcher's mound. The runner will score. So two outs and then a walk and two straight singles. And the Twins lead this game one to nothing. Max Kepler steps in, hitting 178. The lefty takes an inside changeup from Gonzalez. Owen won the count. It looked like it was going to be an efficient first inning for Gio Gonzalez. Instead, he gets ready for pitch number 20 here with a run already in. The pitch on the way. Outside, four-seam fastball taken for a ball. One and one the count. Not everybody knows this, but Kepler is German. He actually signed out of Germany. The pitch. Low, changeup, two and one. Early on, Gonzalez in trouble. He wears the high stirrup socks with the stirrups outside of the pant leg, almost up to his knees. His pitch. Fastball, he was trying to get it in the zone. He missed. Three and one the count with Eddie Rosario on deck. He's got a bear down now, though. Hitters count with two on. That one is chopped down the third baseline. Foul. The count goes full with two outs here on the top of the first. And Gonzalez trying to end this inning. The pitch. That one is popped straight up back towards the White Sox dugout. Moncada comes on and catches it right at the railing and ends the inning. But not before the Twins get a run on two hits to kick off this game. We go to the bottom of the first trailing one to nothing. 
Devin Smeltzer, he has got no record so far on a 6.48 earned run average through two starts in eight and eight third innings. Ten hits, six walks, nine strikeouts. His whip is near two at 1.92. So he puts guys on, he gives up runs. With the White Sox down by one, that's good to hear. Tim Anderson's hitting 375 right now with two home runs, and both of those are recent over the last three games, and 10 RBIs. He had a grand slam last night that lit this place on fire as he swings through an inside fastball, 0-1 the count. White Sox players were talking about how they wanted to get off on a good foot in this series and in this season against the Twins, their big rival and probably biggest competition in the AL Central. This one's taken outside for a ball, 1-1. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed curveball, dropping out of the zone. One and two to Anderson. The lefty, Smeltzer, delivers. That's in the dirt, two and two. Two lefty starters today. As a result, Adam Engel in the lineup for Nomar Mazzara. As they have gone into a platoon situation here at this point. Due to Engel's hot hitting and Mazzara's cold streak. That one's fouled off, 2-2 pitch on the way. Inside taken for a ball and the count goes full to Anderson with Mancada on deck hitting 300 with two home runs of his own. Mancado was happy with the win yesterday, but a little frustrated with his performance at the plate. The pitch. Swung on and chopped to short. Polanco is going to scoop and throw. He almost puts this one over his first baseman's head, but it ends up going 6-3 to three for the first out of the inning. Juan Mancada steps up. This young man will be hitting from the right side to begin the day today with a lefty pitcher. Remember, these White Sox simulated games are found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Just find your favorite podcast app and subscribe. You'll get them all the time. Follow along for the season. If you miss a game, you can always go to Sox on 35th for the recap and box scores or use that as an add-on to enjoy and strengthen your game experience. 1-1 pitch to Mancada. This one's low for a ball. He laid off the first two pitches, lays off this one as well. It's 2-1. and one. Smeltzer wears glasses, almost like goggles on the mound. The high stirrups, the kick in the pitch. Inside taken for a ball on a fastball, 3-1 and one with Abreu on deck, hitting 308 with three bombs and seven RBI at this early point in the season. After him, it'll be Encarnacion. The pitch. This one's dribbled down the third baseline foul. Will reset with the count full. The pitch. Low, he went for it though. Probably was ball four. Scoops this one off of his shoelaces and grounds at the first base for the unassisted putout. And there are two outs now in the bottom of the first for Abreu. As Smeltzer tries to get off to a good start, something Gio Gonzalez almost did. This one is shot out in the left field. It will fall in front of the charging defender. And Abreu, one pitch and he's on base with a single. So much like what happened to Gonzalez, getting two quick outs, the same thing happens to Smeltzer. Hopefully we get the same result as Encarnacion steps up and takes a fastball high, 1-0. Aloy Jimenez on deck. James McCann is behind him. Then it goes Engel, Robert, and Mendick. The 1-0 pitch. Inside fastball, take it for a strike, 1-1. One one. Encarnacion's hitting 318 right now. The top of the order for the White Sox doing well. Swung on and chopped towards short. He does not have the wheels to get to first on that one. Even pulled the first baseman off the bag and he had plenty of time to go back. So a ground out to short ends the inning. After one, the bad guys lead by one. 
One to nothing, top of the second. Twins lead. Eddie Rosario, the seven hitter, will lead it off. So the seven, eight, and nine scheduled to hit this inning against Gio Gonzalez, who needed 24 pitches to get through the first inning. And as we said, he struggled in his last two starts as well and got stronger later on. This one is shot over to second base. Mendick dives and takes it out of the air. And that's an unassisted putout right there. He got that one before it hit the ground. At first glance, I thought it might have gotten underneath his glove and in the outfield. Angle was charging in like it did, and all of a sudden he popped up and held his glove up. He had the ball. Nice play. Josh Donaldson has an OPS of 1.512. He has a 491 average and six home runs. And they've got him batting eighth today because he's a righty against a lefty and doesn't do as well against lefties, I guess. What an odd lineup. This is an inside fastball taken for a strike. Owen won the count with one out in the top of the second. The pitch on the way. Swung on and belted out to right center field. Angle on his horse going back. This will almost carry over, but he will catch it on a long run at the track over his shoulder. A great play by Angle. And the defense out in right field pays off. As Marwin Gonzalez comes in and sends the first one down the right field line, Angle now has to run in the opposite direction. It will drop in and go into the corner. He's going to fling this in a second. There's going to be a play. And Anderson unable to get the tag on Gonzalez. So two outs right away again in this inning. And then Marwin Gonzalez hits one down the first base line into the corner. Angle was just a hair behind it. Probably worn out from the run he had just done the pitch before. Give the guy a break. Bounces off the 335 side in front of section 108. And Gonzalez is on second. And Luis Araz is up already for the second time. He didn't get up for the second time until the fourth inning yesterday. Now he's up for the second time in the first two innings. Fouls this one off. 0-1 the count. Lefty against lefty. Checks the runner at second. The pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled off down the third base line, 0-2. The Venezuelan had a rough day yesterday at second base for the Twins and was clearly frustrated. Couple of errors. There's a reason why his pitcher was charged an unearned run. A couple of them were truly on the errors, though. Takes a ball and then fouls another one off. One and two the count with two outs in the top of the second. The pitch. Inside taken for a strike. That was a close one. The count goes even at two. Gonzalez sets. The pitch on the way. That one's outside. He took it. Three and two to count. In the top of the fourth inning, we'll be joined by Matt Capps, former relief pitcher for the Twins in town, to talk with us a little bit about pitching, what's going on in the real world, and how players work their way back after injury. We've got a few starters that are doing that right now down the minors. This one is sailed out to Engel, can of corn. He will put it away, and the inning is over. Midway through to second, White Sox trail 1-0. Aloy Jimenez steps in, hitting 209 with five home runs and nine RBIs. He has not hit one out in 10 days, but he's been able to figure out his strike zone and how to get base hits, which had been a problem through the first two weeks. He's been doing a lot better over the last several games. He takes this one for a strike, 0-1. Next one swinging inside at the knees, 0-2 quickly. Devin Smeltzer trying to make quick work of Jimenez, the pitch. He got him right away. Change up down the middle, Jimenez just looks at it. So after I said the guy was doing well, he did not do well. I'd love to see the splits between day and night games for him too. Seems like he was hitting really well in night games and has struggled during the day. Not all the time, but enough. McCann steps in, hitting 308 in limited action and rips this one down 
the third baseline. If it's fair, it is gone. And that is gone. It just clears to the right of the pole. It gets out 388 feet at 110 miles per hour. McCann with shades of Carlton Fisk trying to wave it fair as he walked up the line towards first base and he got his wish. And the White Sox tied his game up on a solo shot from James McCann. He hit it and they just kept waving for it. Like he could control it with a joystick. It hits the back bullpen wall right near the foul pole and the White Sox tied his game up. Adam Engel hitting 471 in limited platoon rolls against lefties. Steps in and takes a pitch. He's 0-1. He's on a three-game hit streak. He's got a home run and four RBIs. And he has played some good defense. And has made a difference for the White Sox. And check that hit streak, five-game hit streak for him. The pitch on the way. This one's foul back. One and two the count. One out, bottom of the second, tie score 1-1. Smeltzer delivers his chop foul down the first base line, and the righty angle steps back into the box, and the pitch is on the way. Low in the dirt, taken 2-2. Two and two. The pitch. Swung on and belt down to the right field. The right fielder runs back towards the track and catches it before he gets there. That's a fly out to right field, and Luis Robert comes to the plate. With two outs, swings at the first pitch inside, out of the zone for strike one. 0 for 3 yesterday with a walk. And he was 0 for 3 and then came up in a game with a big lead and just wouldn't swing. He was so frustrated with himself, he just wanted to get the first base. He got there and then he stole the base. Takes a strike there, 0 and 2. Hopefully he has a better day today. Swings and misses on this outside changeup. Well, so far, not so good for him. So he's out on strikes. But James McCann evens it up with a solo shot. Down the third base line and out. End of two, tied at one. Matt Caps will be joining us next inning. It'll be interesting to have a perspective from the major league pitcher who came from a different franchise and is nice enough to join us. Pitched for the Twins for a few years. Gonzalez delivers into Bucks and tries to bunt for a hit. He does not pull back in time. That's called a strike, even though it was out of the zone. 0-1 the count. The next one on the way. This time he takes inside and low, 1-1 the count. The pitch. Now he goes for the bunt again. It's up the line to Mankato, who bare hands it and gets him in plenty of time. And so Buxton goes down, trying to bunt his way on. Juan Mankata was up to the challenge. There's one out here on the top of the third, and Nelson Cruz steps in. Outside fastball taken for a ball, ball one. Shift on, three infielders between second and third. And Abreu by himself, playing almost second base as Mendick moves over. The shifts have been helpful at some instances, but we've seen teams get hits and start rallies and big innings because the shift should never have been at. And I know that's a big debate amongst a lot of baseball fans. Two and one the count after that last pitch. Gonzalez into the line. Chopped down the first base line. It goes foul. Abreu got over to it. But there, right there, he's trying to go oppo and take advantage of the shift. This one's high and outside, swung on and missed. Second strike out of the game for Gio. And there are two outs here in the top of the third. Miguel Sano steps in, one for one in this game, but hitting under 200 so far on the season. And that's high, taken for a strike at the letters. 0-1 the count. Gonzalez into the line, the pitch on the way. Outside, fastball, taken for a ball, 1-1. One one. 
Gonzalez sets and delivers. Swung on and missed. Curveball drops down to the dirt. He got on the chase, one and two. Gio takes his time out there. The veteran is one of those guys now that has figured out how to find a way. And we're seeing that right now. He takes his time, and he's crafty when he needs to be. This one is popped back to the backstop. If it stays in fair territory, McCann will have a play. He does. Right up against the stands. Flips that one over the nets to a lucky fan. And the third is halfway done. Tied at one. Danny Mendick steps in for his first at bat of the game in the ninth spot, hitting 190. And the first pitch is chopped down the first baseline. Foul. Mendick's going to get a few more opportunities at second than Garcia because his defense has been much better. And Leury can move around and spell people. Garcia played last night. He gets the day off today. But the idea is to keep him in the lineup because he's a Swiss Army knife. And see how that goes. His guys are getting worn out, and we're going to have a few weeks here without a day off. That one's outside, 2-1 and one the count. The pitch from Smeltzer. Swung on and chopped back to the backstop, and the count goes even at 2. It's the bottom of the third, which means i got to remind you about family waterproofing solutions. This one's inside, taken for a ball. The count goes full. Veteran-owned, female-owned, family-owned. They're out of Evergreen Park. They've got special deals for socks in the basement. Listeners. And the details on how to get those deals and contact them coming up. After this half inning, this one is fouled off into the stands down the first base line. Out in the outfield area. 3-2 count again the pitch. Chop back. Mendick fighting up there. They got the special deals. They do the estimates over the phone or video conferencing if you need to. They're going to work with you and make sure that everything is safe. You can get some work done right now. Swung on and missed on a four-seam fastball at the knees. Mendick can't catch up to it. That's the third strikeout for Smeltzer. And there's one out in the bottom of the third. So what do you have to lose? Contact them. Give them a call. Get on the video chat. Check out the website. Figure out what's going on in your basement. What needs to be updated. Don't let that sump pump fail on you and then feel silly because you had all this time to take care of it. As Tim Anderson comes in and takes a strike inside portion of the plate, he's 0 for 1 with a ground out in the first, and he's 0-1 right now on the count with one out in the bottom of the third. The pitch on the way. Fouled off down the first baseline. It will get into the stands. 0-2. Anderson has six RBIs over the last three games, four of them coming last night on a grand slam. He was jacked up. The pitch. That one is chopped foul. Hits Darrell Boston right in the rump as he tries to get out of the way. 0-2 pitch on the way. Low taken for a ball, 1-2. So information coming up right here at the bottom of the inning after we're done here with the Sox batting with Family Waterproofing Solutions. This one is chopped to first base. Anderson's going to try to beat him to the bag, but he will not get there. It was a slow roller. Anderson was running almost the speed of the ball, but he could not get there in time. He's out three unassisted. And Mankata comes up with two outs and takes a pitch low for ball one. He's got a double and four RBIs over his last three games. The double is only extra base hit. He did have other hits. Smeltzer looks in. Pitch number 45 on the way here. Checks it up. 2-0. Inside. Just off the plate. Both pitchers take their time out there on the mound. This is not the contest we had last night where things move quick. Outside fastball. 3-0. With Abreu on deck. The pitch. Inside fastball. Taken for a strike. Who's taking all the way. 3-1 the count to Mancata. He delivers. High fastball taken for strike two. 
It was a good call by the umpire. Moncada just didn't think that was going to fall in the zone. Now he swings at this one and lifts it down the third base line, and it will hook foul a few sections before the pole. 3-2, full count, the pitch. Swung on and belted down the first baseline foul. Moncada now fending him off with great vigor. The pitch on the way. And this one is down the first baseline. Bobbled. He's going to try to beat the play. He does. First baseman Kepler knocks that down with his glove. Runs into foul territory. Realizes he doesn't have it in his glove. Runs back. Picks it up. Flips to the pitcher covering. And Moncada hustling gets down the first base. And he's on first with two outs in the bottom of the third. And Abreu, who's one for one in this game with a single, left stranded in the first inning, comes to the plate. Smeltzer delivers. Outside corner strike. 0-1 the count. White Sox hitters making Smeltzer work. His pitch count continues to rise. This is a low four-seam fastball taken for a ball, 1-1. One one. Only on rare occasion have the White Sox given Smeltzer the chance to rest by swinging and making contact and putting the ball in the play early on in the count. They are following things off. They are taking pitches generally with a few exceptions. The pitch on the way. Outside corner taken for a ball, 2-1. and one. Smeltzer wanted that one but does not get it. Garver trying to plead his case. It's a tight strike zone today, and the pitchers have to adjust. This one's on the way. Outside corner again right on the border. He does not get that call either. 3-1 and one with Encarnacion on deck. It'd be nice to see Jose get a base knock here and let the hot-hitting Encarnacion get up here and get some things done here in the bottom of the third. The pitch on the way. This one's popped straight back. Hopefully he'll get out of play. Garver back to the wall, and he will catch it against the netting falling into it. The wind continues to blow from foul pole to foul pole, right to left. And after three, we're knotted up at one. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife, Maria making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Joining us now on the line, and we're very excited that he's joining us, Matt Caps is on the phone line with us. Matt pitched for several organizations in a relief role and he pitched for the Minnesota Twins. And seeing as how the Twins are in town, we're going to talk to Matt just a little bit today and a little bit tomorrow. So, Matt, today let's talk about pitchers coming back from injuries. Yesterday, Dylan Cease had a great game. Today, it's Gio Gonzalez out there for the White Sox. And tomorrow, it's Reynaldo Lopez. And those are the guys most likely having to continue to pitch well because eventually Michael Kopech is going to be here, probably within the month. Definitely by May, I would think. And then Carlos Rodon is right behind him. As this pitch is taken for a strike, 0-1 to Garver. The next one is lifted down the third base line, foul into the stands, 0-2. So, in real life, and in any situation, how are these guys getting their work in while baseball is not happening? And what do they do? How do you work your way back? How do you focus and get back in this kind of a situation? 
as that is strike three, looking, and there's one out. It's tough. It's real tough. I mean, I think about 2009, my last year with the Pirates, I, I, numbers-wise, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the worst year of my career, but I got hurt. And then, you know, for me, I never really shut it down. I, I rehabbed most of that summer. I came back, I, I think, either the last couple of days in August or the first couple of days in September. And I went straight into rehab right after that, continued rehabbing and trying to get my shoulder better. And, you know, I just never allowed my body time to heal and time to rest. Uh, and that's an important part of, of playing in the big leagues is learning how to let your body rest and learning how to shut it down and, and let your mind rest for that matter too because you gotta you kind of mentally have to reset and then you know that allows you time to live and and be a person uh, and then get back after your craft so you know there's there's a couple of steps to it he physically has to get right first uh you know and then mentally he has to get over the hurdle of okay i'm, I'm physically i'm healthy i'm healed i'm ready to go uh so let me get out and compete you know, well, you can't compete right now. You can you can throw bullpens. If he is 100% healthy, this could be beneficial, this downtime, because, you know, hopefully he's able to throw bullpens and get some kind of work in. And, um, you know, during the quarantine, you know, I guess you could stand 60 feet away from each other. That's 10 times what recommending, but... Just have to wipe down the ball every time you throw it back. Yeah, I mean, that's the tricky part. Like, baseball and basketball and, you know, anything with a ball other than golf... Whoever you're throwing it with, they're touching the ball and they're throwing it back to you and you're touching it. So As Kepler hits a 3-2 pitch, lines it out to Danny Mendick, who's playing short right field due to a shift. Kepler got the count full and fouled off a few of them there during that question and response. And there are two outs here in the top of the fourth. Well, Matt, I want to tell you, I really appreciate you coming on. Tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in Major League Baseball. As in real life... We have proposals out there, and they're talking about everything uh, with, you know, shortened seasons. Uh, Do you play without any fans? Do you play without your families? Do you get put inside of a bubble? Are they going to go to the spring training facilities? Will they change the alignment of teams and have divisions based upon who's in Florida and who's in Arizona and and realign baseball for a year? There's so much going on. The question of whether or not you're going to start late whether or not guys can be ready, how quickly they can be ready, and whether or not guys are going to be able to go out and play baseball without support of their families. We're going to get into that tomorrow with you. I want to thank you for jumping on. As right now, with two outs, it's already 2-2 two and two against Rosario. Chop this one to the pitcher. It's over to first. Close play as Gio Gonzalez had the charge off the mound and threw that ball falling into foul territory. Gets it over the head of the base runner and into Abreu's glove. And midway through the fourth, we're knotted up at one. Nice to have Matt Caps on here for a simulated game. Every White Sox simulated game brought to you here by Sox in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxintheBasement.com. And our proud sponsors, Cork and Carrie at the Park. Grubhub, see the menu. Get what's on the menu. Hot dogs, burgers, award-winning burgers, wraps, salads, hot wings. Check out all the things they have, the apps, the cheese curds. The fried pickles, you name it, they have it. Sit back, listen to a game, and support a local business. Use Grubhub or go direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. Edwin Encarnacion is going to lead it off. He's the four-hitter in the lineup today. He's 0-for-1 here in the bottom of the fourth. We are knotted up at 1, and Devin Smeltzer will deliver the pitch with two righties. Homer Bailey, who we saw a lot of yesterday. 
I'm surprised he's ready to go again. And I'll have to identify the other guy out there when I can see the back of his jersey. 0-1 pitch to Edwin. Outside, 1-1. One one. The pitch. Outside corner, caught it, 1-2. Pitch number 60 for Smeltzer. Low swung on for strike three. Out of the zone, Edwin chased it. He yells at himself as he walks back to the dugout. That's the fourth strikeout today for the Minnesota Twins. Aloy Jimenez, 0-for-1 in this game, trying to climb out of a slump. He has shown some life in the last few days. He's 0-for-1 with a strikeout in the second inning. He's 1-for-5 in the series so far. He had a nice game, the final game against Seattle on Wednesday. This one's chopped up the middle and into center field. And Jimenez is on first with a single. So he's got a base hit. He's on. He's got a three-game hit streak now. Not bad for a guy that was in one heck of a slump. As he claws out of that more and more each day, James McCann takes the first pitch inside at the letters for strike one. Had a solo homer in the second that tied this up at one. And he's back up with the exact same score and a runner on first with one out the bottom of the fourth. The pitch to McCann, swung on and missed, change up low, he's 0-2. Smeltzer checks the runner, Jimenez delivers. Low taken for a ball, 1-2. The pitch. Outside corner, he took it, it was called a strike. Right on the border, and McCann's looking back at the umpire saying, why can't I get that call from my guy? Adam Ingle steps up, 0-1 for in this game, with two outs and a runner on first. The pitch on the way, this one is chopped foul down the third base line. The pitch. Outside. Slider. One and one the count. The pitch. Low. Taken for a ball. On an 82 mile an hour changeup. Two and one the count. This next one is fouled off down the third base line. Hooks into the stands. The count is even at two. Jimenez leads at first base with two outs in the bottom of the fourth. The pitch to Engel. Popped back. Foul. Against the screen. Count remains even. Smelter with pitch number 72 here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Trying to get out of the inning. And here it is. Swung on and missed. High fastball over the hands of Adam Engel. And that ends the inning. So the Sox get a base runner and can't do anything. One run on three hits for the Twins. One run on four hits for the White Sox through four. You know, if you would have told me before this game with these two pitchers that we are going to have a pitcher's duel early, I would have laughed in your face. Josh Donaldson comes up here in the top of the fifth inning. He's 0-for-1 with a flyout in the second inning. Hitting 481. First pitch taken high, fastball, ball one. Seven doubles in the last ten games for Donaldson. Ten RBIs over that time. This one is ripped down the third baseline. He flips the bat, and he watches it sail out into left field for a solo home run. 459 feet, a towering blast. Got out of here at 112 miles per hour. That is Donaldson's seventh of the season. He leads Major League Baseball at this point with seven. And the tie is broken. Two to one, Minnesota. With the wind blowing straight across, it is interesting that in a game with not a lot of hits, we've seen two home runs, both hit into left field pretty solidly. The wind blowing from the right field pole straight across to the left field pole. And Marwin Gonzalez, one for one, steps in. 
And Gio Gonzalez gets him to fly out deep to Robert. We'll catch this before he gets to the track. And that's out number one. To start off the fifth inning, one got out, the other one caught. In the top of the order, and Gonzalez to Arras. This one's chopped the third. Mancata's going to scoop it cleanly and get it across. He'll get the runner on the 5-3 putout, two outs. And Byron Buxton, who's 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a ground out, and 1 for 5 in this series, even though he came in red hot hitting over 330, steps up. Inside changeup, taken for a ball. Now, you get what McCann was saying in his last at-bat because that pitch was farther into the strike zone as this one is bunted down the third base line and rolls foul. Buxton again challenging Mancata, thinking he can bunt it and beat him the first. He was not able to do it the last time up. This one is fouled down the third base line into the stands. One and two the count. But McCann is sitting there saying, hey, what my guy's throwing is in the zone more than what he's throwing. The other guy, and that guy's getting the calls. It was the case at least over the last inning. This one's grounded to Mendick, who's going to flip over to Abreu on the ground ball 4-3 putout. Midway through the fifth, though, the White Sox trail the Twins 2-1. And Randy Dobnik, fifth appearance this year for the Twins, comes in in relief. He's got 12.2 innings pitched already. A 0-7-1 earned run average, nine strikeouts to six walks. And he will take over for Smeltzer, who only goes four innings. And the lefty is out for a righty relief pitcher. The pitch on the way to Luis Robert is chopped to third. Two hops and Donaldson across. That's out number one. Tyler Clippard now warming up out in the Minnesota bullpen. They are turning it over to the bullpen here with a 2-1 lead. They're going to try to hold this lead. As Danny Mendick steps in 0-1 for and swings at a splitter and misses badly. 0-1 the count. Dobnik delivers. High fastball swung on and missed. 0-2. Dobnik working quicker, the pitch on the way, low, fastball out of the zone below the knees. One and two the count. The next pitch on the way already, swung on and chopped foul, back behind the catcher. Count remains one and two, with Tim Anderson on deck and one out. This one's low, taken at the knees, two and two the call. The pitch, swung on and missed on a split finger fastball, outer portion of the plate in the strike zone. Mendick swung at all strikes, but was unable to connect on the three strikes that he took in this strikeout. He goes down swinging, and there's already two outs in the inning. And Tim Anderson comes up 0 for 2, trying to change his luck. First pitch is rifled into right center field. It will not get between the outfielders, so it'll end up being a single, but a hard hit ball for Anderson. And he is on base. And Juan Mancata's up, and Anderson is a threat to go. He has been stealing with great urgency. Leads the majors with seven stolen bases so far. He has taken the leadoff role to heart. And the idea that he needs to advance himself if he can. He's seven for eight right now in stolen base attempts on the season. Mancada now over on the left side of the plate because of a righty pitcher. He moves over and the pitch is on the way. Outside corner fastball taken for a strike. 0-1 pitch, two outs, bottom of the fifth. They're going to toss over to Anderson and chase him back over to first. He was taking a pretty solid lead. So they are concerned about him over at first base. Checks the runner. The pitch on the way. Anderson goes. Low in the zone. Taken for a strike. Anderson is safe under the tag. A close play at second, but he gets in there head first. Meanwhile, Mancata took that pitch. It was an outside corner pitch. Questionable. 
that that was considered a strike. But the Twins got the call. 0-2 count now with two outs in the bottom of the fifth and a runner in scoring position for Yuan Moncada. Dobnik with the pitch. Inside. Chopped. Donaldson dives. He knocks it down, but he cannot glove it. Donaldson dove towards the shortstop side of him. Slides across the dirt. The ball hits his glove and rolls away. Moncada's on. He's had two hits today. Infield hits. Because... Glove work was questionable. Both were called hits. And his hustle got him the first. Now we're first and third for Jose Abreu. One for two in this game. With two outs in the bottom of the fifth. The fans coming to life as this one is fouled deep down the first baseline. Out of play. 0-1 count. The buzz for the first time here for this crowd today. has been pretty quiet. This one is chopped down the first baseline. Nice grab by Kepler. Grabs that one as it's going over first base on a quick play. He was guarding the lines. Steps on first, and the inning is over. After five, 2-1 twins. Nelson Cruz will lead it off. 0-for-1 with a walk and a run scored, hitting 320 on the season with a OPS just over 1,000. White Sox bullpen is up with Fry and Cordero, but Gonzalez starts the inning with 73 pitches and throws one just at the knees, called the ball. Change up to Cruz, 1-0 the count. Gonzalez got stronger his last two outings as he went further into the game. But in a close game, Ricky Renteria wants to be ready. That one's fouled off down the first base line, one and one. White Sox want these games. They want this series. This one is skied out into the right center field gap. Engel and Robert both on their horse. Robert calls off Engel, gets to the wall, and catches this one about three feet before the fence. And that's right where the stands run out, and you get to the batter's eye section with the fan deck on the right field side. That was a deep hit ball that luckily stayed in the ballpark. A long out, and Miguel Sano steps in, one and two. One for two, takes the first pitch for a strike, 0-1 the count, now pops this one up to Abreu on pitch number two. He will settle under it and make the out. And quickly, two gone here in the top of the sixth. And Mitch Garber comes to the plate, one for two with a single and an RBI. Garber's hitting 271 with three home runs and 12 RBIs. This Twins team has been killing people. They have just been murdering the ball early on in the season. That's why they're 10 and 4 in first place. The 8 and 5 White Sox trying to keep up with them in this game. This one is skied out deep into left center field, and it will be caught on the track again by the waiting Luis Robert. He laughs with Aloy Jimenez as he runs in. Jimenez must be asking him, Man, are you tired? We go to the bottom of the sixth. A quality start for Gio Gonzalez who is trailing in this game, but through six innings, only gives up two runs. He could come out in the seventh, but that bullpen is rested, and this is a close game, so likely he will not. Encarnacion is 0 for 2. Outside four-seam fastball taken for a strike. 0-1 the count here in the bottom of the sixth. White Sox trailing by one, 2-1 two in the Twins. This one is chopped down the first baseline. He's quickly 0-2. Day baseball here on a Saturday afternoon on the south side of Chicago. White Sox simulated game brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. Find them on Grubhub or at corkandcarryatthepark.com. And you're listening to it on Socks in the Basement. As always, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at socksinthebasement.com. High pitch, swung on and missed. Encarnacion goes down on strikes for the second time today. And both times he swung in a pitch out of the zone. He chases with two strikes. The Twins seem well aware of it. One out here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Jimenez 
takes the first pitch for a strike on a splitter just above the knees. Dobnik with the pitch. Low splitter. He chased at it. He rolls at a backstop. Dobnik smirks. He got Jimenez to chase a bad pitch. And Jimenez is 0-2 in the count now. Dobnik working ahead on the hitters. And his plan is to hold down White Sox hitting as long as he can with a one-run lead. Jimenez swings on this one and gives it a charge deep into left field. Left fielder looks up. If it's fair, it is gone. Home run. Aloy Jimenez. A towering shot that hung up there forever and lands in the White Sox bullpen right next to Jimmy Cordero. And this game is tied. Two all. That one got out of here 365 feet at 105.9 miles per hour. It just went almost straight up. A big, towering shot. And Jimenez watched it. He felt like it was gone. The outfielders did not think it was gone, though, and I couldn't tell because that thing took forever to get out of here. Big, towering fly ball that just carried and carried and carried into the bullpen. This game is all tied up at two. As James McCann, the other White Sox hitter with a solo shot today, who's one for two, steps in and takes strike one. So we have a tie ball game yet again. The White Sox relying on the long ball with two solo home runs accounting for their runs. This one has chopped the Donaldson across the first for the second out of the inning. But the fans are excited now. And because we have a righty, Nomar Mazara is going to come in and pinch hit for Adam Engel and take over in right field. So Engel got to start yesterday, got to start today. Mazzara, though, the lefty, is going to come up now with two outs in the bottom of the sixth and replace him in right. This is high, taken for a strike on a four-seam fastball. Mazzara has not been out there in the last several days. White Sox had a day off on Thursday. He did not play yesterday and did not start again today. But he looks hitterish, as they would say. Takes a pitch for a ball and then spanks this one into the right center field gap, carrying back towards the wall. Caught off the wall. No, dropped. That is dropped. Buxton dropped it after he hit the wall. He hit it in his glove and ran into the wall at the exact same time the ball was there. And the ball fell. He reached into the glove thinking it was there. Mazzaro's at second base. It'll go down as a double. So with two outs, Mazzaro, the pinch hitter, hits a double to the wall. And Luis Robert comes up and hits a long strike one as he fouls it down the third base line deep. White Sox hitters seeing Randy Dobnik very well right now. He's pitched 25 pitches so far in relief. He throws this one outside. The count evens at one. Sox fans have been pretty silent out there. Just a murmured, laid-back Saturday afternoon, and now they're pretty pumped up. The 1-1 pitch is flared in the right field. That's going to fall for a base hit. Mazzara coming around third. There's going to be a play at the plate. The throw comes in. He is safe under the tag. And Nomar Mazzara, with the pinch hit, two-out double, comes around and scores as Nelson Cruz threw that ball from right field. So hard, he flipped over and rolled across the ground trying to get it home. And Mazzara slides under the tag as Garver is trying to sweep back and get him. And the White Sox lead this game 3-2. Luis Robert ends up on second with a double. And Mendick comes up 0-2 with two strikeouts and takes a pitch. And he's 1-0 with Robert on second. The White Sox entered his inning trailing by one. And then Jimenez with his first home run in 10 games. After starting off so quick, he now has six on the season. 
And then with two outs, the pinch hit double by Mazzara, and Robert knocks him in. 2-1 pitch now coming to Danny Mendick. Low taken for a ball, 3-1 with Anderson waiting on deck. The Twins' bullpen is working out there. Dobnik looks disgusted with himself. I remember earlier in the inning when he was smirking. No more smirks now. The 3-1 pitch to Mendick. Low taken for a ball, and he will go to first. And let's see if they'll come out and get the pitcher at this point, or if Anderson will get a run at Randy Dobnik. It looks like he will. As Dobnik walks around the mound, nobody came out to talk to him. They must like this matchup. But this pitcher is struggling in the 373 hitting Timmy Anderson with a single in the fifth inning. Comes up with two on and two out, trying to extend this lead that the White Sox just got this inning. They came in trailing, they will leave in the lead. But Anderson wants that lead to be bigger. He's hitting 357 so far this season with runners in scoring position. And he would like to plate Robert. Swings and misses at the second offering. He's already 0-2. It was an outside slider tailing away at the knees. The 0-2 pitch on the way. High, swung on and missed. Three pitches, three strikes. Anderson wanted it too much. Dobnik's excited he got out of the inning, but he did give up the lead. After six, the White Sox lead the game 3-2 over the Minnesota Twins. As we mentioned before, Nomar Mazzara is out in right field now. He of the pinch hit double. And Jimmy Cordero comes in. He's got six games so far this season, seven and two-thirds innings pitched, eight strikeouts, four walks. No lefties have reached base against him, and righties are hitting a paltry 091 against him. Max Kepler, a lefty, will lead off 0 for 2 so far today, playing first base for the Minnesota Twins. He gets the six, seven, and eight hitters in the lineup. But remember that eight hitter is Josh Donaldson for some strange reason. So this will not be easy. First pitch is fouled off of his catcher. 0-1 the count. Cordero deals, and this one is lifted down the third base line, hooking foul. And the count goes quickly, 0-2. Top of the seventh inning, Sox lead 3-2. The pitch to Kepler inside, and he puts him on the ground. He brushed him back. He almost took his head off there. On a four-seam fastball, Kepler drops to the ground, flat on his stomach and is slow to get up. One and two now the count after the brush back pitch. Cordero in the dirt now away and that's what you do. You hope the guy will chase because he's discombobulated but it's outside taking for a ball two and two. The pitch on the way. Inside now low three and two. Jimmy Cordero has been sharp out of the pen. He may be a little rusty but he stands up there with a steely glaze and looks aggravated at himself that he's let Kepler get to the count being full. The pitch is on the way. He swings and misses at a sinker, tailing out of the zone at 99 miles an hour. And Cordero strikes out his first victim. Kepler looked at his bat like, is there a hole in this thing? But no, that pitch was just too fast. Eddie Rosario now comes up, 0 for 2 on the game. One out in the top of the seventh. Cordero delivers, outside changeup taken for a strike. Rosario's 0 for 6 so far in this series. Cordero deals high and outside, 1 and 1 the count. Working quickly, he resets and pitches. Swung on and chopped over the top of the White Sox dugout. It'll sit up there in the netting. Somebody will get it to a fan. 1 and 2 pitch on the way. That one is lifted out in the left field and it's going to be deep. Jimenez goes back to the wall. He looks up and we have a tie ball game. Jimmy Cordero has given up the game 
on a 388-foot shot to Eddie Rosario that only traveled at 99 miles per hour out of here and just drifted back over the wall. Every home run has been to left. Not left center, to left. The way the wind is blowing, if you put it up there in that stream coming through the ballpark, it seems to take fly balls and place them in the stands when otherwise they may have fallen in. And that's what that looked like. We have a 3-3 game with one out at the top of the seventh, and Cordero, no longer perfect on the season, tries to brush it off, and the first pitch to Donaldson is also deep. Back and over the wall, back-to-back home runs for the Minnesota Twins. This one into the White Sox bullpen. They have a lot of extra balls going in there today for both teams. 382 feet, again, up into the jet stream that's coming across from the right-to-left field poles. And the Twins go back-to-back. Donaldson has his second home run of the game, eighth on the season. And Jimmy Cordero, who has been so sharp for the White Sox, gives back-to-back jacks up. And the Sox now trail 4-3. Marwin Gonzalez, the nine-hitter now, steps in in the pitch on the way. Low in the dirt. Cordero looks frustrated. They're going to have to go out and talk to this young man. Coops up at the top step, and he's going to walk out there and have a talk with Jimmy Cordero. The pitchers are not ready out there yet, but Fry and Ciszek are up. But they expected Cordero to be able to go through this inning. He has taken over every inning he goes in and takes for the White Sox and sometimes goes into the next. And he runs into trouble for the first time all year. So now he's got to reset himself and get out of this inning. 1-1 pitch on the way. And he's fouled off down the third base line. Marwin Gonzalez, 1-2 for two today. The lefty stands in the pitch inside at the knees, taken 2-2. Two and two. Fry the lefty, Cishik the righty, getting warm as quick as they can here. As Cordero has gut check time, McCann calls for the pitch. Inside taken for a ball, 3-2 and two the count. There is a lot of movement on his pitches, but it's not falling in the strike zone. And then he forces it, and he gets caught with two home runs. This one's fouled off, the count goes full. The pitch on the way. Chopped to short. Mankata on a shift is actually playing short. He flips over to first base. And that's the second out of the inning. Luis Araz steps up with nobody on. Two outs in the top of the seventh. And the Twins leading 4-3 to three here. Jimmy Cordero tries to get through a bad inning. And the White Sox bats are going to have to be called upon again to come back in this game. A seesaw battle. The pitch. One and one. Smattering of booze out there. Some fans very unhappy with Cordero. You can give up a home run, but when you give up back-to-back when you had the lead and give up the lead, you get some frustration. I get it. I get it. But Jimmy Cordero's been good all year to this point, and nobody is perfect. These are professional hitters he's going up against. And for what he's done so far for you, it's been a pleasant surprise, let's be honest. This one's fouled off. The count is one and two. The pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped him on Kata at third. He will flip this over as well to Abreu. He puts out the last two guys on ground balls. Midway through the seventh, the Sox trail 4-3 to three with Mankata leading it off. Yohan Mankata steps in. Dobnek is still back out on the mound. Here's a guy who came into... He pitches the sixth inning and gives up the lead, but comes back in the seventh with the lead again and clings to a one-run lead. First pitch taken for a ball, 1-0 the count to Mankata. Next pitch falls into the zone, a low splitter, 1-1. One one. 
The Royals beating Toronto right now in the seventh, three to one. Dozier one for three with two RBIs in that game. This one is chopped down the first baseline foul. Baltimore is leading Pittsburgh one nothing in the fourth. High two seam fastball swung on and missed just out of the zone. Mancada's frustrated with himself. He goes down swinging. With one out, Abreu comes to the plate. It has been a battle for both teams. Pitchers looking good against one guy and looking bad against the other. Batters making adjustments. Seesaw battle all day so far today. It was 1-0 Twins. Then it was tied at 1. First pitch taken for a strike, 0-1. This one is rifled out to left center field gap. This one is going to go deep to the wall, and this game is tied. Jose Abreu puts it out in the left center. 407 feet with a solo shot. It's a hit parade out here today. The ball is carrying out the left. That one gets out of here in a hurry at 106 miles per hour. That felt like a home run off the bat. It sounded like a home run off the bat. Abreu touches home plate and gives the shush sign to Garver as he walks back. This rivalry is heating up, and this White Sox team refuses to go away as the Minnesota Twins, the hottest hitting team in baseball, with the best record in baseball, lost last night to the White Sox 9-0 And this seesaw battle. This game is now tied, and there's been a lot of home runs. Tyler Clipper comes in. This is his fourth appearance, three and two-thirds innings with a 2.45 earned run average, four strikeouts to five walks. He has kept down righties more than he's kept down lefties. He's got a righty up right now in Encarnacion. As the Twins bullpen still has double barrel action when he throws his first pitch inside taken for a strike, 0-1 the count. Encarnacion is 0-3 with two strikeouts on the day. He's got an OPS north of 1,000. He has swung at some out of the zone though and been fooled. He would like to get in on these home runs. It has been home run against home run. Pitcher against pitcher. 0-2 pitch to Encarnacion taken on the outside. That was close. 1-2. and two. Clipper tried to get in the chase. Encarnacion held off. The next one in the dirt, he does chase. Drop third strike, easily down the first base. And Edwin is retired. All day today, Twins pitchers for the knockout pitch have thrown it out of the zone, tailing away. And all day today, he has swung at a ball, thinking it was going to be a strike and gone down swinging. Two outs in the bottom of the seventh. Jimenez already has a home run today. He's two for three. I think it's time to say that that slump is over. And dropping down the lineup and getting a few days off really helped this young man. Takes a pitch. 1-0 the count. Two outs. Bob at a seventh. Tied at four. This one's chopped foul to the backstop. The pitch. Inside. Taken for a ball. 2-1. Clipper delivers. Outside. Changeup. 3-1 with McCann on deck. McCann has a home run. Jimenez has a home run. Abreu has a home run. Mazzara had the deep double. As this one is chopped to second base, it gets by him. He did not get a good step. Throw coming in now from Buxton as Jimenez challenges him, and he's safe at second base. The ball got by into the outfield. Not a good jump by Buxton. He has to run in for it. He's shallow when he gets it, but Jimenez never stops running. He's in the second, head first, on a heads-up base running play. He's got a double, he's got a single, he's got a home run so far. And James McCann is up one for three, takes the first pitch for a strike. McCann takes this one outside, change up one and one. The go-ahead run at second base in Jimenez. 
The pitch falls into the zone above the knees, inside splitter. One and two, the count to McCann. Clippard trying to get out of the inning. But it is tough today with the way the bats have been for both teams. I don't think either team has done scoring in this game. It'll make for interesting decisions with bullpens for these managers. Outside pitch fouled away. Count remains at one and two. Most fans are up at this point, cheering, hoping for something out of McCann. Inside splitter chopped back. He was just fending that off. Anything close, he's swinging at. The pitch. Low, taken for a ball. So he fouls off a few in a row. Then that one is way out of the zone, and McCann lays off it. In limited time, he's hitting over 300. The pitch on the way. Outside, taken for a ball, 3-2. and two. The count goes full with Mazzara on deck, already with a double in this game. In a pinch-hitting roll, that would be his second at bat if he gets up here. But right now, the game is at home plate with Clippard delivering to McCann. Swung on and chopped foul again. Two outs, bottom of the seventh, tie game. Jimenez on second base, the pitch. Outside taken for a ball, McCann goes down the first. And the crowd erupts as they're feeling it right now in a, a game that started off very slowly. And over the last couple innings has gotten very intense with home runs going out by the bunches for both teams and other big hits. As Mazzara steps in, he's got a double. This is his second at bat. Angle started the game in right. He came in with the pinch hit double that helped the White Sox come back in this game when they were down. Inside pitch taken for a ball. 1-0 count with runners on first and second, two outs. Swung on and chopped the first. Tough play, but he's going to get it on the bounce. Kepler gets to the bag, and the inning is over. But Abreu ties it up with a laser to left center field. We're knotted up at four after seven. Steve Shishek comes into the game now. This is his sixth appearance. He is six and a third innings pitched. He has not let anybody cross. But the same could have been said for Cordero before his appearance in inning before. Buxton, 0 for 3, steps in. And this pitch is low, taken for a ball, four-team fastball. Buxton is 0 for 5 lifetime with a strikeout against Ciszek, who pitches basically sidearm. Not really a submarine, although with that kick, you think it's going to be. Announced attendance today, 26,919. As that pitch is a ball, 2-0. Next one, low in the zone, belted out to center field. Robert running straight back in front of the 400 marker, makes this catch at the edge of the grass and the warning track. He got back there in a hurry. The ball continues to carry. And maybe the idea is if Cisha can be effective because he has the ball coming from that sidearm position, possibly the ball can at least stay in the ballpark for a little bit. Nelson Cruz comes in and rips this one in the left. It will drop right in front of Jimenez, who plays the hop badly but keeps it in front of him. And Cruz has to settle for a single. Jimenez was charging in to try to make the play. Hits the grass right in front of him, and he uses his body and blocks it. Ciszek now delivers a Sano, who's one for three, and a slider 78 miles per hour swung on and missed. He's got a single in the first. He's one for three with a 154 average early on in the season. He's got a base runner on first base here in the top of the eighth with one out. The shadow now is in front of home plate. Inside pitch, he swung. It hit him in the hip, but he swung. So 
it goes off of Sano's hip, but he swung on the pitch as it tailed in. So that goes for a strike. 0-2 the count. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled back into the upper deck behind home plate. Zizek working quickly, but at times takes a little bit of a breather, trying to throw off the batter. He switches up his rhythm. He's a vet. The pitch. Outside tailingway slider. He did not swing. 1-2 the count. Cruz with a relative lead. Not really a threat to go anywhere. He's basically a station-to-station runner at this point. But he's ageless. As this sinker is thrown up and inside in the zone. So no swings underneath it. He goes down swinging. And there's two outs. Nice pitch by Ciszek. Who runs this one up and in. In the zone. And Sano discombobulated, especially after taking one off the hip. A little bit lower than that. Swings underneath it and misses it. Garver's one for three in the first pitch. High and inside the zone. On the inner part of the plate. He takes it for a strike. 0-1 the count. He's one for seven in the series with an RBI. He got that RBI today off of a single. Ciszek pounding inside on the righties. Now goes outside with a slider. Garver was frozen, didn't swing at it. 0-2 the count. Cruz with the lead. Two outs, top of the eighth. That ball is high, 1-2. The pitch. Swung out and missed. 91-mile-an-hour fastball right down the middle. Zizek pumps his fist and spins off the mound. The fans go nuts because the Sox are finally able to stop the bleeding. The fans go nuts because we're keeping this thing even at four. As Corey Guerin comes in for his fourth appearance, three innings pitched so far with a record of 1-0. Three strikeouts to one walk. Nobody's gotten a hit off him yet. Luis Robert, batting in the eighth spot, will lead off. Mendick scheduled a hit behind him, and then it'll be T.A. Sox have everybody available on the bench, and everybody available in the pen. They got rested with a day off on Thursday, and a big, easy win yesterday, 9-0. Now they're knotted up, and Robert takes the first pitch, and then the second pitch, and he's 2-0 quickly. The Angels destroyed the Tigers today, 15-7. Mike Trout, 5-6 with his fourth home run of the season. We're knotted up at four. Guerin looks in and pitches. The righty jams Robert, who still gets it by Donaldson, on a slow roller that somehow found its way in the left field. And he is on with a single to lead off the bottom of the eighth. Danny Mendick steps in 0 for 2. The pitch from the righty, inside slider taken for a strike. Aaron Bummer warms in the pen. 0-1 pitch to Danny Mendick with Robert on first. Low slider taken for a ball, 1-1. One one. They check Robert. The delivery, Robert takes off. The pitch is a ball low. He is underneath the tag. He continues to be a base swiper. And there's a 2-1 count out of Mendick with a runner in scoring position with no outs in the bottom of the eighth. And Anderson on deck. Inside pitch, down the first baseline, into the stands, foul. Two and two the count now. Robert has speed. A base knock is likely going to score him and take this lead. Twins led, Sox tied. Twins led, Sox led. Twins led, Sox tied. It's been back and forth all day long as Tim Anderson stands on deck hitting 367 and that one's taken for a ball. The count goes full. Mendick, 0 for 2 today, hangs in there and waits for the pitch from Garen. Swung on and fouled off down the third base line. And that one was ball four. 
I know you're protecting, but that was clearly and obviously a ball. Next one he takes, and it's right down the middle for strike three. Ugly finish to an otherwise good at bat by Mendick. And there's one out now in the eighth. T.A. steps up. He's one for four. 2019's batting champ looks to intimidate and get a hit. Inside slider, taken for a ball. He had a single in the fifth inning. He's hitting 367 at this point. Robert leads at second. The pitch on the way. Inside, taken for a ball, 2-0. Anderson's hitting 333 with runners in scoring position. And he lays off this outside sinker. And he's got a hitter's count, 3-0. Turn him loose. Let's see if he has the green light from Renteria on a 3-0 pitch here. In the bottom of the eighth with one out and a tie ball game and speed on second base. The pitch. Inside changeup taken all the way. 3-1. Another offering now. Inside slider at the knees. It misses the plate. Anderson walks 90 feet down to first. It'll be first and second with one out. And the two fastest guys, arguably, on the base paths for the White Sox. Robert and Anderson up at the top of the majors in stolen bases. A double steal would be exciting, but with Mancata up and Abreu in the hole, you're going to let these guys hit. This one is fouled down the third base line, almost taking out his third base coach. They check Robert at second. The pitch, low and outside, one and one. Mancata's two for four. Currently hitting lefty against the righty, Garen. This one is chopped foul, one and two the count. Robert got on. Mendick struck out. Anderson walked. Mankata sits one and two. This one is sent into the left center field gap that's going to get down. Robert is going to come around and score easily. Anderson in the third. Mankata with the single. Drives in a run. And the White Sox lead it five to four as he pumps his fist at first base. And Anderson pumps it back at him from third. Big hit into the gap. They are so fast on that outfield, it does not roll to the wall, and they're able to get it in. But Robert is quick, and Anderson goes first to third as well. One out now in the bottom of the eighth. First and third for Abreu. The Sox lead 5-4 in the first pitch. Is a high fastball taken. Ball one. Home run, a single in this game for Abreu. Wouldn't it be great if you got a hold of one right now? Nothing says you can't have two home runs in a game, hey, Jose? Swings over a four-seam fastball, one and one the count. Abreu has not done well with runners in scoring position, only hitting 200 so far this season, even though his average is well north of 300. This one is chopped foul, one and two the count. Mancata on first. Anderson on third. One out, the pitch. This one is shot over to second base, double play ball all the way. It goes four to six to three. The Twins are out of the inning on the double play by Abreu. But after eight... The White Sox lead at 5-4. Aaron Bummer is going to come in here on the top of the ninth inning. He's got six games under his belt, seven innings. He has not let anybody cross. He's a lefty that will pitch to several lefties here. But Colome is up. But again, Bummer has to face three batters. But based upon who is coming up for the Twins, Renteria elects to go back to the lefty and give Bummer the opportunity against the 0-3 Max Kepler. This one is outside, swung on and missed. The count is one and one. The Sox lead it here on the top of the ninth, five to four. And this pitch, cut fastball trailing away, is laid off of two and one the count. Bummer checks his hat out, rubs his nose, taking his time out there. Kepler waits. 
here on the top of the ninth inning with the White Sox trying to find a way to hang on and take the first two games in this series. Slider outside, swung on and missed. Two and two the count. Lefty against lefty, the pitch on the way. Inside sinker, he does not get the call. Three and two, how do you lay off of a pitch like that? I'll never know, but he did. Bummer thought he was going to get him there. McCann with the sign. Bummer with the pitch. Outside, he didn't go after that either. The sinker, he was trying to get him to chase. So they're going to walk the first guy. Aaron Bummer is perfectly capable of closing a game. And with the lefties he had lined up, including the fact that the third guy up in this order is going to be Donaldson, who does not hit as well, even though he hit well today against Gonzalez, against lefties as he does righties. He's got two lefties up there in a row to lead off the inning as Rosario steps in and tries to lay down a bunt. This one is up the first baseline, but it's popped up, and Abreu's going to get it as he was cheating in before it hits the ground. So Rosario pops it up down the first baseline, and Abreu gets it halfway between home and first. And there's the first out of the inning as Josh Donaldson, with two home runs so far in this game, comes up. He is the third batter that Bummer will face. And Bummer was specifically in there for the first three guys. He's got one on with a walk. The second one is out. The third one takes an inside cut fastball for ball one at the knees. 1-0 to Donaldson. The pitch from Bummer. Strike right at the knees, outer portion of the plate. The count is even at one with one out here in the top of the ninth. A double play here would make me very, very happy as it would end this game and give the White Sox the first two games in this three-game set. Seesaw battle all day. You can cut the tension with a knife. Pitch, outside slider taken for a ball, two and one the count. Bummer is nibbling against Donaldson. He does not want to give a guy who's seeing the ball so well another chance at home run and get his third of the game and get the lead if he does that. And a deep hit ball is going to put him in a lot of trouble as well. That one's fouled off and so is the next. The count is two and two. Bummer has 12 pitches so far here in the ninth with one out, the pitch on the way. Swung on and missed, he got him. Outside sinker tailing away. A beautiful pitch that he wraps around the bat of a swinging Donaldson at the knees on the outside corner. There are two out. And now the question is, does Renteria bring in Colome? He's gonna go out to the mound and talk to Bummer, who's thrown 13 pitches. He's a very effective pitcher. He's not the closer. And now, if you bring out Colome, the guys that are in the order right now don't do as well against righties. I think Renteria wants this game. He's gonna signal after talking to Bummer that he wants Colome to come in. So with two outs now, Alex Colome comes in and hopefully will just face one guy. His sixth appearance, he's one out of two for save opportunities. Five innings pitched with a 1.80 earned run average. Six strikeouts to five walks. And he will get Marwin Gonzalez, the nine hitter, who's one for three today. And the pitch on the way. Inside taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. It's Colome's inning now. Bummer got two outs and put a runner on. Colome tries to end it. The fans on their feet. The 1-0 pitch. Swung on and missed. Low cut fastball at the knees. 1-1 the count. The pitch. That one is put out in the center field. Robert underneath it will make the catch. And the White Sox win this game 5-4.
Palome needs three pitches to get through the last batter. That's all he needs to do. And it was a team effort today. You're losing, you tie it on a home run. You're losing again, you come back. You're losing again, you come back, you take the lead. Then you're losing again and you come back and tie it and then take the lead in the eighth inning. A seesaw, if there ever was one, and a victory for the Chicago White Sox. They take the first two of this three-game series against their hated rivals, the Minnesota Twins, who are the hottest team in baseball coming in. The fireworks are going off. Steve Ciszek gets the win. Palome gets the save. The loss goes to Corey Guerin. Aloy Jimenez. The slump is over, young man. Three for four with a single, a double, and a home run. Abreu, two for five with a home run. McCann, one for three with a home run. Robert, two for four with an RBI and a run scored. He was the final run to score in this game. And let's not forget about the great play in right field by Adam Engel until he was replaced by a pinch hitter in Mazzara who had a huge hit off the wall. They platooned the game perfectly. The bullpen picked each other up when things were going bad. And the Sox win this one 5-4. Remember, you can get the recap at SoxOn35th.com. You will get the game that finishes off this series on Easter Sunday, tomorrow. You have been listening to a White Sox simulated game with MLB The Show. Brought to you by our proud sponsors, Cork and Carry at the Park. Find them at CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. My name is Chris Lanuti. You are listening to Socks in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.